Gabby, welcome to another episode of the Happier Life Project, brought to you by mental health and wellness app, My Possible Self, in partnership with the Priory Healthcare. Today, we are learning all about Ayurveda. Ayurveda is the traditional medical system of India and the oldest form of medicine in the world. It treats and integrates the body, mind and spirit using a comprehensive holistic approach that prioritizes diet, herbal remedies, exercise, meditation, breathing and physical therapy. Ayurveda focuses on whole body healing and believes that a person's dosha made up from the natural elements of air, space, water, fire and earth are responsible for a person's physical, mental and emotional health. I didn't know much about Ayurveda until I met today's guest, Berta Koto. Berta has immersed herself deeply in the world of Ayurveda in India, the holy grail of Ayurveda and yoga, of course. After some time, she returned to her home country of Portugal, where she works as one heck of an amazing yoga teacher and Ayurvedic practitioner. That's where we met. I had an in-depth Ayurvedic consultation, which lasted over three hours, and Berta put me on a personalized treatment plan, which is full of recommendations to help not just my physical health, but emotional and mental health, as the three are so intrinsically bound together, but often not treated as such. I could go on, but I wanna hand you over to the expert because we've got lots to get through. So, Ready to find a healthier, happier you? Let's get started. Welcome, Berta Koto, to the Happier Life Project. It's really great to see you. I know it's via Zoom this time. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Nice to see you. Nice to talk with you. It's great to be here. We've worked together in Portugal. I recently came back from my yoga teacher training, so we should say shout out to Bend It Like Buddha, because I know some of the students are going to be listening to this. Ah. <laughs> you see, Berta was one of our teachers, and she gained a lot of fans in about two and a half weeks, myself included. <laughs> so, yeah, a bit about you. You're a yoga teacher and an Ayurvedic. Is it a therapist or a practitioner? A practitioner. I do both. I do therapies and I'm a practitioner as well. And yoga and Ayurveda go hand in hand, right? But I think still a lot of people, especially maybe in the UK, they might have heard of Ayurvedic massages and things or, yes. you know, but they don't really know, myself included in this until I met you. And I know I don't know very much because there's a lot to know, but... um. Yeah, I'd love you to teach us about Ayurveda. So okay. can we start off from the beginning? What What is it? Yeah, I'm going to try to simplify because sometimes talking about things that has been a medicine for many years as Ayurveda have been practiced for around 5,000 years uh, mm -hmm. in history, at least as we know it. Mm -hmm. So it can be a little bit complex. I'm going to try to simplify a little bit and try to explain the basics about Ayurveda. So Ayurveda basically is, um, if we look into the Sanskrit words, it's Ayur, which means uh, Veda, uh, life, uh, and Veda, which means science, knowledge, wisdom. So it's basically the science of life. Ayurveda comes, probably nowadays has been talked as a medicine, and a lot of people question it if it's like a, just a treatment, like you said, as a massage, for example, as a way mm -hmm. of treating some sort of conditions. But more than just being a treatment, is Ayurveda brings a perspective of life in terms of what can we do in a day-to-day -day, uh, life that will bring and keep us uh, in the balanced way of living. Mm -hmm. uh, through Ayurveda, it is said and then it is recognized as a disease being uh, when we move away from our own nature. So in Ayurveda, we consider that every person as fruit, as a plant, 
as its own nature. If we look to a plant, if we look to a fruit, for example, we know that it's going to grow in a certain way, will develop certain types of aspects and characteristics that are inept to that fruit or plant or whatever. The same thing for a person. So we can look to a person and we know that that person, observing through the natural aspects of that person, that is going to have certain characteristics, type of behaviors, type of personality along the life that is going to be in that to that person. Mm -hmm. And it's considering that, that we need to work through uh, to keep up a life uh, routine, uh, maybe a diet even, uh, that will fulfill the, that nature that we all have, including uh, physical, mental, and in, just in terms of also the emotional experience of life. Mm -hmm. And at the core of all of this, when you are working with somebody to, I suppose, live optimally in terms of not just the physical health, but the emotional health and the mental health too, the place to start is the doshas. Would that be right? Yes. Okay. So the dosha is exactly what I was talking about, about the nature of the person. And when we talk about the nature of the, the person, we can't not talk about the nature per se. So when we look to the nature outside, there is five elements that are common to every aspect that is natural around us, which is uh, the five elements, the water, the fire, the space, the air and the earth. Uh, the same thing with humans. We all have those five elements. In the first perspective, we look to humans as having water elements by having blood, uh, fluid, uh, physical fluids, uh, lymph, for example, it's all the water element within the body, even the sweat, for example. Mm -hmm. Then we have the earth, that is the bones, the muscles, every physical and material structure that we can touch and you can feel. We have uh, the fire that is um, represented by the metabolism, the digestive organs that transforms the nutrients that we are having through the food and we transform it to what we need for the body and what we release from the body. We have the air element that is the mind, the thoughts process, but also the movement within the body. We can move the body because we have air moving and passing around the body. And then we have the space and the space is very vast. We don't know, we don't see it. We don't have a perspective what actually is the space. And it's the same thing for consciousness that we have been talking about something that exists. We are aware about that, but we can't really prove scientifically mm -hmm. how it works precisely. So we all have those five elements, but some of us have some more tendencies to have certain elements more developed or stronger within ourselves than other elements. And that comes in the form of doshas, which is a combination of certain elements. So there is three doshas, vata, it's mm -hmm. a combination of air and space. And then we have pitta, which is uh, fire and water. And then we have kapha, which is earth and water. Mm. Normally, we are never just one dosha. Normally, we are a combination of two or it can even be three. And also the same thing, we are never exact the same dosha for the rest of our lives. We have a nature that we born with, like mm. our genes. We born with certain tendencies, which is uh, the prakriti, the, no the initial dosha we born with. And then along the life, that dosha can vary along uh, the relationships we have, the food we eat, the places we live. So we mm. are all changeable according to what we have around us. And that's when we develop imbalances or the disease, as we know, is when we move too far away from our initial nature. We born with, uh, for example, Vata and Pita Dosha. And maybe we change our lifestyle, we work in a certain type of environment that increases our kapha dosha so i start moving into the kapha dosha and if we stay too long with some kapha characteristics and type of conditions within ourselves we may develop more of a disease or imbalance because that's going to be away from our initial nature mm. does it make sense yeah kind of and i i think i can help you out on that a little bit as well it, 
If you go in the, well, not just in the UK, in most places, if you go to a doctor, if we talk about like the more typical Western type of doctor, Mm -hmm. you get like a 10 minute window and you can't go to the doctor. I don't think a receptionist would even make you an appointment if it was for something like, oh, I feel tired all the time or, oh, I feel sometimes a bit nauseous because the doctors have such a limited time and have to see so many people. These imbalances, maybe we feel like we've just got to live with them. Like I have certainly felt before, oh, I'm just one of those people that gets tired all the time or I'm really forgetful and that's just the way my life is. Whereas if you see somebody like you, and I can say this speaking from experience, you get that luxury in a way of having something where you sit down with somebody and you do look at a client's I mean, it was really intensive, right? It's not just the physical history, it's the emotional stuff, it's the family history, it's getting this whole 360 impression of a person and their life and their lifestyle and their eating and sleeping habits and all of this other stuff. And then you can be like, well, here are the imbalances and this is why you feel tired all the time and, um, you know, this is why you're gassy all the time. So I think... Yeah, it's um, really profound stuff. It is. It's very intense, but it's very important to go through those intensity moments so we can have actually a moment that we become fully aware of what we really are, right? Mm -hmm. One thing that we lost along the Western uh, traditions and cultures is to be knowledgeable about ourselves, right? We keep living for like work, achievements, personal achievements, is everything regarding to the outside environment and we forget to look to ourselves and see, okay, so I'm this, this type of person, what feeds me, what nourishes me? And one of the biggest problems in terms of diseases and could be mental health or not just physical health is we start having certain types of symptoms right Con- certain types of things that they are not quite too bad but they are already affecting our day-to-day life like like fatigue for example i'm tired but those are already signs that we are moving away from our nature we are going away from the balanced life and after one year two years three years or sometimes not so much Mm. That imbalance continues. We may develop much more complex diseases and complications. That's when the doctors normally in the Western medicine tend to receive you for appointment. But that's when mm. the, the disease is already there. And mm. what we want through Ayurveda, we want to avoid to get to that point, which would be much harder to, to heal and treat uh, a more complex disease. Mm-hmm. And you were right. We look to through all those aspects. And one of the first things is to know what's your nature, right? And I know your nature. And that's what I want to feed. So in Ayurveda, then after I know your nature, I want to know what you're doing in your day-to-day life. What type of food you're having, what the relationships you're having, the schedules you're having through your life your sleeping patterns and see where we can find the source of the imbalance, what is not feeding your nature. So to help people like really get their head around the different doshas and maybe to look out for potentially which one they could be or they could be dominant with or of, could we do not like a case study, but an example of a, a dosha that's in balance and then imbalanced if that makes sense yeah yeah. Yeah. so a easy way for us to understand the doshas i like to use the the archetypes of Mm -hmm. the type of people that would be more kapha pita or vata so i'll use that and i will talk about how can be a balance and how can be unbalanced Mm -hmm. so for example for a kapha person kapha being a more earthy and watery type of person the archetype will be more that type of a little bit more overweight type of person, tendency to have more retention within the body. And that could be water retention or could be fatty type of retention within the body, which is hard to lose weight, for example. 
And in terms of personality, will be a person that is normally very warming, kind of a family type of person uh, that is very welcoming to everyone and nourishing for everyone around. But the same thing, very nourishing in terms of building up, not a career, but in terms of staying in one profession, for example, and be a good uh, worker uh, because invests a lot uh, in that profession, like uh, a business person, uh, but a family business person, I would say. Like, for example, I have a coffee a shop or a restaurant and that would be the work, but growing around that, uh, that type of environment. In terms of a balance, a person that is kafe now, what's the positive aspects of being a kafe? Normally, I'm very grounded, very mm-hmm. earthy. So in terms of mind, it's normally don't have so much of disturbance of the mind in terms of be stressed by a situation or be uh, angry about a situation. They tend to be more centered in terms of perspective of things, can be able to look a little bit wider in terms of perspective. But as the body also is a little bit more lethargic, also the mind can be a bit more lethargic in terms of capacity of reaching information or getting information easily. So they mm. tend to have more difficult to get information in, retain the end and other information. In terms of being fully balanced, they can use that energy of being balanced in terms of maintaining a job, maintaining a relationship, helping and supporting the people around them because they are these structure holders mm. of space. They tend to be very flexible in terms of physical body because they have that nourishing earthy water element that nourish the joints. So they tend to have really good flexibility around the joints, for example. Mm. So they have good mobility. That's why normally cafe people tend to like to dance, for example. Normally, that's one of the things that cafe people likes to do is dancing. But they normally don't do it because that they lack motivation and the self-esteem a little bit. That's the imbalance of cafe. In terms of imbalances for cafe, it's mostly related with increased amount of kind of mucus or water or fatty within the body. If we think of water and earth, when they are together, they create that kind of paste type mm. of texture, a form of mucus. And when I say mucus, it's a lot related with the respiratory problems. So the most common cough imbalances, it's respiratory problems, nasal, nasal obstructions, uh, respiratory infections, uh, cough, that's very common in the recovery type of person. Then also water retention, which means the lymphatic system would be more affected. Uh, so there is no so, so much movement within the body. So as I said, kapha is a grounding energy. There is not much movement. It's a dull energy. So that happens the same thing for the lymphatic system. So the lymph doesn't move so often, doesn't have the contractions of the muscles that comes from movement to increase the liquid moving through the body. And then the overweight as well. Uh, Obesity, for example, is one of the most common conditions associated to a caffeine imbalance as much as uh, cardiac conditions because there is not much of a blood circulation within the body there is not much movement to release uh, maybe more uh, oily clots within the blood uh, circulation then we have pita so okay. pita is very uh, it's a very interesting type of uh, dosha so if we think, think about archetype of a pita, which is fire and water, while uh, the water in uh, kapha, it's more related with that increased amount of water joined with the earth. In pita, the water that is element associated to pita is more of a, a response to the fire effect within the body. So the water is more like the sweat, uh, the, 
the steam, <laughs> the liquid yeah. we lose from the fire transformation within the body, not so much the water, the water that impacts the body. Okay, yeah. it's more like the consequence. So if we look more, Peter, fire as the strongest element, the archetype is uh, that sporty or businessman or businesswoman that is always on the action. There is a very goal-oriented person uh, that has a very strong willpower, very, very organized, very perfectionist in terms of what they do in life. And that could be professionally, could be in a personal life. It's normally a person with a very strong motivation purpose through life. Mm. Uh, in terms of body shape, while calf is a little bit more overweight, Peter will be more the medium size, I would say, um, not too much overweight, but also not too skinny. He has a, the middle size. He's a person that can build weight and can lose weight also easily both ways. Uh, in terms of balances, as I said, he's a person that can use that willpower, that fire to achieve everything basic in life that they commit themselves to do. Also, the, the, the balanced person will have a really good digestive system in order to eliminate the toxins within the body. So it can be a person that doesn't accumulate so much within the body. When there is imbalances, when we have too much fire, the temperature of the body increases. So it's a sign there is, for example, a more tendency for inflammations and infections within the body. So, for example, everything that is viral, for example, herpes, candidias, fungus in, within the body, that's all a pita unbalance. If mm. it's, for example, a skin reaction, psoriasis, eczema, dermatitis, all that also is a pita imbalance because there mm. is inflammation within the body. If we look in the basics, when mm. there is a fire unbalance, pita unbalanced, the digestive organs will be affected by that. So we tend, to, for example, to develop more reflux, too much acidity in the stomach, for example. Gastric ulcers could be also related to the that increased fire because there is so much intensity within the digestive organs that creates that fire inside. We, some people that has uh, stomach conditions, that digestive conditions, they always tend to refer as a symptom of that uh, heart-burning sensation, right? Mm. And that's our heart-burning sensation. That's that fire that is not working properly. In terms of physical aspects within the body, you can feel is like, for example, a tendency for all the elimination processes and the elimination that comes in the form of sweat, the urine elimination, bowels movement, those three will be affected by this fire imbalance. In terms of sweats, people with uh, a more tendency for pit imbalance will sweat more and have a stronger smell. That sweat that is with increased amount of toxins that is trying to release uh, through the through the skin that tends to develop a little bit more eczemas and dermatitis and psoriasis like that. Mm. Then urine will be a person that has more tendency for urine infections or tend to feel like that burning sensation when they are passing urine being uh, bowels movement a person with a beaten bowels will tend to have more tendency for loose tools diarrhea when they are very upset and nervous they tend to go to the toilet very often and not really retaining so much the nutrients from the foods mm -hmm. and in terms of personality in terms of characteristics that can be a sign of imbalance could be more a person that gets frustrated because they don't achieve the goal. Okay. Very easily. If the goal, if it's hard to get to the goal, if uh, there is something that happens that was not planned because for a Peter, they need to have everything planned. So they have everything planned ahead. For example, if they go for a trip, they maybe make a list of everything that needs to be prepared before the trip. Mm -hmm. while Vata will see that exactly the opposite. Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, if things go out of plan, that brings a lot of frustration, irritability, uh, angriness, uh, that tend to have more type of strong reactions and emotions. And that brings a little bit more of unbalance in terms of uh, perfectionism. So they tend to be a little bit more obsessed with things for example i'm a little bit pita so i'm like the type of person if i put a book in a certain way in my home if someone's to come to my home and gets that book and looks to the book opens the book and then puts the book book in another place totally different the one i chose to be the right place for that book i will be <laughs> upset and the part of me will be like mm. I don't want to book in that way. And I go behind the person, I'll get the book and put it in the right place. So that's a very much a Peter reaction. And then sometimes if we are too much like that, it's really difficult to live a life that is not as we plan always, right? The nature yeah. is like that. We don't choose the, the weather. We don't choose what happens after. The nature just do things naturally. So mm -hmm. for a Peter, it's very often possible to get really upset with life really angry with life so people that tend to have that impulses of aggressivity as also could be a peter imbalance right mm. makes sense yeah absolutely and so to balance out the the anger then it's being more grounded cooling cooling now. cooling so if we have fire what we do when we want to bring the fire down we want water we want a cooling energy. So if you have a high heat, we want a low temperature. So for example, we want to eat things that are fresher, cooler. So one of the biggest mistakes for a person that is very much pita is to eat a lot of spicy food because that will just bring the fire up more and more and more than already it is. Right. Uh, so you want eating for example salad in this case will be a really good option fresh foods uh, would be a very good option peppermint tea which is a cooling type of herb that will be really good coconut which is very refreshing also will be really good for a pita person mm -hmm. so we want to bring that heat down that's mm -hmm. why one of the things that we used to do before when a person has a high temperature they would put like a cold uh, towel Mm -hmm. in the body to bring the temperature down is exactly what you need to do in terms of personality and characteristics within the body so for example if i'm upset i'm angry i'm having one of those peaks of really angriness towards life and frustration maybe a cold shower would be a good option to bring the heat down mm. for example you have uh, that strong headache from work for from in too much thoughts, too much intensity of uh, directions and keeping everything perfect. That's the headache for a PTA. They want everything perfect to the point that they get that strong headache because they are always thinking in many things at the same time and being in control of everything. So what we should do, maybe a little bit of peppermint oil, coconut oil in the head to calm down that energy will be a good option. Mm. Make sense? Absolutely, yeah. The same thing like kaffa, for example. If you want to balance kaffa, if you don't, you don't have that fire energy, you don't have the movement energy, maybe a spicy food would be good for the kaffa person because we'll build that fire, we'll burn that accumulation of water retention, fat within the body, the mucus comes out. Have you mm. ever tried like a sp really spicy food? What happens to your nose? You will start having a rainy nose, right? It starts coming out. Me always yeah. happens that. And then with Vata... So for example, you. Can I talk about you? I mean, after the report that you sent me, which was like 12 pages, which you would never get from a doctor either, like the, you know, a Western doctor, in terms yeah. of like all the suggestions of how to, to balance myself out. But I mean, literally like... 95% of what's on this list I checked every one and I can't believe I've been living so out of balance for so long but just to sort of share a few of them easily fatigued and lacking energy body aches pains and muscle stiffness joint pains especially in the lower back cracking of joints which we know is a big one for me easily bloated with excess gas and wind explosive diarrhea due to emotional stress 
constipation. The poop stuff is very in-depth, I have to say, in the Ayurveda world. It um, is, but the poop, poo is the one of the things that everyone should look at every single day because that that says a lot about our health. Because mm. the poop is, uh, I mean, if we think about the the worst case of scenarios in terms of uh, diseases, it's all about the toxins we accumulate within the body for years. Mm. If you think about rheumatism, osteoporitis, respiratory complications, digestive complications, ulcers, all sorts of diseases, mostly is toxins within the body that we keep accumulating because we don't have a good elimination process. We don't grow up with a mom and a father that teaches, well, you need to see your pool every day and and what's (laughs) the good pool and what's the bad pool. Years ago, I think that's still now in in India, Nepal, for example, which is the place around the Himalayas where the Ayurveda was uh, born, People still look to the pool every day. And uh, I mean, I, I was a nurse, as you know, before going into the medicine, Ayurvedic medicine. And for us nurses, we need to look to the pool of every patient every day. Well, not look, but we need to know the quality of the pool every day. And that should be uh, a concern for everyone because yeah. that says, says a lot about ourselves. If we don't go to the toilet every day, if we don't have bowels movements, it means that we are accumulating toxins within the body. Mm. And toxins is the main source of inflammation within the body. If we continue living in an inflammation state for years, that obviously will create diseases, long-term yeah. diseases that is much harder to heal afterwards when we get older, which is normal when diseases start to call for our attention, right? When they start having much stronger pains, um, mobility issues, digestive issues, much stronger that affects our lives. But we need to look at those things before that happens. Mm. We need to first recognizing the first symptoms, bloated belly, if we feel like a little bit more tired than usual, sleeping patterns, even our emotional behavior. Sometimes we need to look in what is the type of emotions that we have coming up more often when we are in a stressful situation. Can I be able to be centered and answer to a stressful situation in a calm way? Or do I tend to be very angry, very irritated? Or do I tend to get very nervous, not knowing what to do, uh, fully losing the control of everything? Or do I tend to be in a shock type of reaction? All Mm. those type of emotional responses also tell us about if we are developing some sort of imbalances that may develop much bigger imbalances in the future. One of the biggest causes for mental health complications and balances, it's more regarding to people that develop too much of a vata type of uh, imbalance, which means mm-hmm. when a person develops too much air and space. If you think to, about these two words, is very logical mm-hmm. when a person is very airy very spacey it's not grounded it's not here so it doesn't mm-hmm. have a strong structure to hold the place within this body and this uh, moment of their lives and really easily can be moved by the wind right can be shaked by the wind because it doesn't have that anchor to hold mm-hmm. uh, the personality the physical structure for example i'm a very nervous person and i just accept that I'm a nervous person and I never look to that and I continue being nervous in a very stressful situation. I can't really control myself and how to deal with that situation, for example. And sometimes can be really uh, controlled by just noticing that maybe I'm eating too much salad, something as easy as that. Too much salad, maybe my my inner fire is a little bit low, so I'm not digesting the food as well. So I'm not keeping a grounded, a grounded type of diet that holds my structure, not just physically, but mental too. And that's something that we have been not talking too much in the mental health about how strong and important the nutrition, for example, could be in the type of food we are having. Uh, having this idea that eating a salad is very healthy. 
Yeah. And we keep in that with that idea. Our vegetables is very healthy, but there is ways of eating, right? And the same thing that me as a human, I'm can be a very airy and spacey person. Also, fruits, plants, a vegetable can be very airy and spacey too. The same thing. As a person can be very earthy or very fiery, a vegetable and a fruit can be very earthy and fiery as well. So mm-hmm. I need to work with those two elements and see what is feeding me and what creates more debt imbalance. Mm. It's so fascinating. What I found really interesting is because regular listeners to the podcast know that I record the podcast wherever I am and I've been in different locations. And like I explained to you, I move around a lot, but actually that's not necessarily good for a a Veta person. That should be a (laughs) (laughs) no-no. Well... Sometimes you can change that if it's your work life, right? Yeah. And you are a Vata person, it's difficult. Or either you choose a different type of work or you need to find a grounding routine within that unbalanced routine. Does it make sense? Yes. Yeah. So for definitely for a Vata person, because it's all about movement, physical and mental. And that's that all continuous movement that creates imbalances. You want to have a routine, you want to have something steady, dual, and earthy in your life. If you are working in the same place, you skip a, a routine through your day in that place. Mm-hmm. But if you are, for example, like in your case, you're moving around, moving from city to city. Nowadays, with the digital nowadays trend, a lot of people working remotely away from their houses and moving around to Airbnbs and things like that. Yeah, that's me. That's definitely a really something that creates a lot of imbalance in the future for who is a Vata person, definitely. Yeah. So what you should do or one person like that should do is to keep a routine in that no routine if you could wake up every day at the same time no matter if you are in uk italy even if you move to a country that the time zone will be a bit different you try to take a few days to balance your time schedule around a new time zone scale and try to create a routine wake up at that time and keep could be something simple for example hygiene care the first things i do in the morning five things that i do every single day no matter if i am in italy or south america doesn't matter it's the same thing i do every day in terms of uh, what i do in the middle of the afternoon no matter if i'm in italy or south america every time in the afternoon i'll take 15 minutes and i will walk in outside if i could i will walk bare, uh, walk barefoot or i'll take a moment to go out to a garden and touch a tree touch a plant uh, connect with the nature be more in a grander type of environment Mm. does it make sense so no matter if you move you need to keep things that you do every day and that will Mm -hmm. be your anchor for the day through the day Mm -hmm. if people are interested in learning more about the doshas there's a lot of these free quizzes you can do online yes what do you think about that being a experienced licensed practitioner in ayurveda in the first moment, you get to know Ayurveda if you want to get to know a little bit more Ayurveda and about yourself. Could be good also to increase a little bit of self knowledge mm-hmm. about what type of energy I may have, which sometimes the quizzes are not correct because uh, the quiz will also give the answer in this moment of your life. It could be perfectly giving you the answer for uh, unbalanced instead of giving your nature, mm. the one you're born with. I can give you an example. If you are a Vata person. Imagine that you choose a job that you are working on the computer from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock, long period of time. And you are so 10 o'clock day, at night. At night, yes. Yes. Eight to ten, many hours in the computer. So you are sitting down on the computer for all that hours. You are eating comfort food like pizza, bread, uh, burgers, uh, cheap type of food. We know all that is not the best food. And you eat that every day. Then you don't move the body. And you are doing that every day. And you 
don't even have many days off and they want you to have a day off you stay on the sofa watching netflix or whatever after a while you may develop kapha imbalances and maybe kapha characteristics so if you do a quiz during that period it may say that you are kapha mm. you know as a dosha which doesn't mean that you are kapha you are vata pitta but in that moment of your life you develop a kapha doshic reaction uh so that that's why sometimes i don't like so much quizzes because of that reason and we take the quizzes as the right answer so what i say about that subject i say if you are not in a moment of out of balance and you just want to know a little bit of more yourself and maybe get to know ayurveda could be a first step but if you really want to go deeper and get to know yourself i definitely say that you need to talk with a professional Nothing is so straightforward as I was talking to you saying, oh, a kapha balance is this, a pitta balance is this, kapha vata balance is this, because it can go deeper than that. So you can have imbalances in one dosha, another dosha, and the different organs, different doshas happening around. For a person that is definitely not into Ayurveda or doesn't have a proper routine, maybe the first consultation will be more about teaching the routine that will be the best for you at the moment. And then you can go for deeper steps afterwards uh, for the direct uh, treatments or um, herbal treatments that you could do during that time. When it comes to treatments, treatments is, is right because it's more than one. So again, it's not like going to a Western doctor who prescribes you something. It's this is the types of foods you should eat. There's a lot of like herbal supplements as well, I think, that you recommend. Yes. Yes. So in terms of when you think about the plan for in terms of our fed plan, it always involves daily routine, seasonal routine, because seasonal we change. For example, in summer, we may have a certain routine in the winter maybe another routine because it will be different types of energies in different time, uh, types of uh, times as well we work with daily routine which is the nacharya and then we have the seasonal routine then we have also the diet nutrition we talked about mm-hmm. then to support that we also add herbal supplements and the herbal supplements can be in the form in herbal capsules which is the dry plant we can take with the food could be herbal teas, could be herbal tinctures, everything that is a plant-based type mm-hmm. of medicine mm-hmm. and could be in the form of physical treatments. And the physical treatments, that's normally what you know, the Ayurvedic massage. And there is another, plenty more physical treatments you can do in the physical body uh, in a way to treat inflammations, to remove toxins within the body, to help the bowels movement, to have increase the mobility, even for the mental health. If we talk about mental health, there is a lot of physical treatments. For example, it's called the Shirodara, which is a uh, a thin uh, line of oil dripping on the top of the head in certain, um, we call it marma points, but it's more, it's like the acupuncture points, for example, in a Chinese right. medicine. Okay. So it's a, almost the same points that we work, it will stimulate different parts of the brain and even the body can heal parts of the body through having that oil, warm oil, touching that points within the brain. And that will activate the nerves of the brain in a different way. Mm. Or could be the same thing even without having the oil, could be a head massage and could be putting like a kind of warm oil pool on the top of the head. And that oil will have herbal plants that will stimulate the circulation of the blood around the head. A lot of people tend to have a hair full, uh, white hair, tendency to develop like eczemas in the head. That's the inflammation from the cranium. So for example, you can put that oil that with the herbal plants that will decrease the inflammation of the cranial area. That's one wow. treatment, for example. Yeah. I remember you saying actually about during our consultation, you wanted to see how many gray hairs I had. <laughs> this is how in yeah. depth it goes. And then yes. you, you said to me that, yeah, people that go gray early, they're in their head a lot. Yes. It's a lot of active, mental activity. Yes. 
And that's more of a pizza person? Yes, more a pizza person. And if we think about it, it's very interesting. We talk about that in our consultation. We see more male or men uh, having hair full earlier than women, right? Mm -hmm. And if we think uh, statistically, men tend to be more logical and rational than women. So that creates more cranial inflammation Mm. and more activity within the brain so it's like when there is more activity more activation there is more fire and when there is more fire there is more inflammation wow i try to explain this in a simple way not so much technical so it could be easily to be understood what would you tell a client who was maybe a little bit dubious or skeptical about their proposed ayurvedic treatment because They've grown up where it's maybe a bit hippie, like yoga. <laughs> well, depends. First, uh, Alice asked, how oh, much people knows about Ayurveda, mm-hmm. right? That's my first question. And Alice asked, what's the expectation for the consultation? Because every single one that is not aware about Ayurveda or doesn't have any previous experience of uh, alternative i would say type of healings uh or holistic type of uh interventions they tend to have this idea of more of what happens in a normal consultation with a doctor which you go there you talk about your symptoms and then you give us maybe a Mm -hmm. a few pills to take at home for the symptoms right very few doctors talk about diets and chains of lifestyle maybe they will talk if you have diabetes or overweight they will talk a little bit oh you need to change your diet and we'll be a little bit around that Mm. so what i explained from the beginning is to say that is a bit different ayurveda and in ayurveda only works the treatment when you are involved person in your healing process so it's not me as a therapist or a practitioner that will heal you it will be you. So mm. you will need to be in a position that you will take over your life, basically, and not just your health, what you do in life. You are your own doctor. Exactly, exactly. And one of the biggest goals and the main goals for me personally, and I think that most of the Ayurvedic uh, practitioners, is to give you all the tools so you don't need to come back to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I give you the tools, you find the answer, you find, okay, I can keep myself balanced if I keep doing this. So you don't need to come back to me. You become your own practitioner and therapist and the person that owns the power of your life. Mm. That's the main goal for Ayurveda. I read an article online when I was doing a bit more research with an Ayurveda doctor who said, please listen to your inner instincts when your body gives you the first slightest signal of something going wrong inside you. Don't ignore that first itch and give your body the benefit of healing with natural medicines and herbs rather than loading your body with heavy doses of synthetic chemicals or hazardous substances. So yes. do you have anything to add to that statement? <laughs> I'll go back to the conversation we had about the uh, watching the bowels movement, for example. Mm. <laughs> yes, it always comes back to the poo. Yes, well, it, because it's that. It's just watching the simple aspects. You need to look for the simple things of your body. If you link, mm-hmm. I would say this way, maybe it will be the easiest way. You need to think about life is supported by keeping the energy flow, right? And how can you keep the energy flow? You need to have the nutritional and nourishment through the foods, right? And the right foods, good foods. You need to rest, give time for your body to recover, recharge, and sleep well. You need to eliminate toxins because when you keep toxins within your body, you will lose energy. Your, the energy of your organs will go towards the toxins. The organs will work harder because they want to eliminate the toxins that are there. They're creating the body 
lethargic, uh, slower. So the body is overworking constantly if you keep toxins within your body. So this is emotional toxins as well as yes. maybe ones that yeah. we consume through food or... Of course. Of course, if we have a lo- we spend 10 years upset with the subject, uh, objects or something experienced in our life, after 10 years that emotional will not just be emotional, will be part of our bodies. That's why we have that expression about we have that pain over the shoulder. That's the baggage of life. And that's true. We carry on baggage of lies within the body if we keep holding it off situations of our previous experience, like related with the parents, uh, ex-partner, children, even like a ex-colleague from work or ex-colleague from the school. If we don't digest, it's the same thing as food. If we don't digest the food properly, we will retain the toxin within the body. If we don't digest experience of our lives from the past, we will retain that experience within the body and will become a toxin for the body as well and for Mm. the mind. Mm. So a lot of the physical pains of the body that starts appearing with age, a lot of them could be related very easily to emotional aspects of our lives. So that's why the third component I was talking about looking to sleep, food, and also the way we eliminate the toxin that comes to poo again, urine and sweat. We should look to the ways our bodies releasing things out. And also about communication, because talking is a way to eliminate, right? We move things around if we talk about maybe I'm upset with you. If I talk about that, I'm not retaining so much that in my body, I'm releasing. So that's Mm -hmm. also a releasing process. If those ways of releasing are not working well, if I'm not going to the toilet every day, if I don't sweat that much, if my urine is very dark and if I go to the toilet very little amounts, maybe I'm retaining a lot of toxins in the body. So I need to question myself. I don't have pains, I don't have inflammations right now, but if I continue like this, I may develop those things in the future. So that's why we need to look to ourselves everyday life. We need to be our own doctors every day. Okay, I'm gonna look to the mirror, I'm gonna question myself. Am I eating well? Am, am I sleeping well? I'm going to the toilets as much as I should. Is it the, the good way or not the good way? Am I accumulating a lot of emotions, not talking much. So that's the type of questions we need to do to ourselves. So I definitely agree with that um, quote uh, you read right now. Mm -hmm. They do say prevention is better than cure. Yes, yes, definitely, (laughs) definitely. That's that's why as a nurse, I started to look more into Ayurveda because I saw along my experience that a lot of things I saw in people could be very well prevented if uh, simple symptoms would be resolved and looked after before then when I met those people during the the time they were in the hospitals for sure right that's what that guy you read about said uh, you tend to over accumulate also other type of chemicals within the body that will affect uh, the kidneys, the liver. And if you affect those two organs, also will, you will create other consequences within the body, other problems within the body. So it's like a cycle. That's why we see very often a person that comes to the hospital with one problem in one moment of their lives. After a while, they take some pills. After a while, they may develop another problem and they're continuously coming to the doctor because there is more problems coming and coming and coming. We didn't heal the first source of the problem. Mm. And then we continue adding more treatments that develop a little bit more of complications within other organs. Mm. Amazing, Berta. So final question. I ask every guest to set us some homework based on the theme of the episode so in this case, what is a simple, actionable first step we can take when it comes to living well the Ayurvedic way that will help us on our mission to building a happier life? Well, I was going to make a, jo- a joke saying, look to your poo. <laughs> <laughs> 
but let's pass that to the side but that's a good one as well okay well we can go with <laughs> we can go with look to your poo if you want <laughs> now one very important thing i think that that would make a huge 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 difference the time you eat at night okay because as i said it's all about retaining toxins within the body and that's when we tend to accumulate more toxins with the body because the organs when after eight o'clock they will want to go to sleep as well so they are not as strong working within the body mm. so the idea and that's for everyone not just kaffa pavata or pita would be to avoid having foods or heavy foods at least after six o'clock and try to avoid every very strong foods after that or even not eating at all after six o'clock if you need to eat a piece of fruit something uh, much easier to be digested afterwards that would be great so you will have give opportunity to the time uh, to the body to not retain during the night that mm -hmm. will bring more energy for the day will bring more energy for the body to work through the day for whatever is the the challenge of the day Mm. and will help to sleep and the sleep is one of the biggest and most important things in life yes that's why we have a night time and if we look outside to the nature the animals also go to sleep most of the animals that uh, are uh, day animals mm. uh, the plants too you can see many plants that they are open the leaves uh, open a little bit more during the day and then when it's nighttime they go in a little bit more so mm. that's really important eating during the night avoiding after six and try to go to sleep or go to bed before 10 o'clock that will be the two <laughs> biggest advices i could give and look to the pool i'm doing my best and look to the poo <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I'm doing my best on that one and I have to say I, I quite enjoy it and you also gave me the uh I will say challenge of no screens screen time yeah. ideally after 8 p.m but it does work like I have been reading more before bed and and then I am sleeping better I would say the morning routine is really important but I think that the night routine is uh, one of the most important ones definitely because the body's not as energetic and as, as strong as it is in the morning. Mm. Uh, so definitely screen, but screen is one thing that we should all know that after a certain time of the day, we are, yeah. we are stimulating we, the brain. We know it, but we, we choose to ignore it, right? I mean, yes. I think in most cases, but when, you know, you get it prescribed like you did to me, I was like, okay. Yes. Let's the doctor say no not the doctor Do but uh, Dr. Well, I says. <laughs> <laughs> so as well if people they don't live in a city where there is someone local to them that is an ayurveda practitioner a lot of this can be done online you yourself yes. offer consultations online so if anybody is interested is the best place to find you via your instagram because i know if you look on the profile of your instagram you can click on a link and then that link yes. will take you to the, the different offerings that you do, both online and in person. So is that the best place to direct people? Well, it is the best place because I didn't spend much time on, this, on the online thing. It's yeah. still uh, something I need to work to accept that nature of life nowadays. <laughs> uh, so I must say that if people will look on that link, maybe the information is not all information about what I do. But if you go to that link on my Instagram page, for sure, you will be redirected to an email. So you can send me an email or a form with your request. You can just do a question. I have listened to your podcast with Gabby. So mm -hmm. I would like to know about your offerings and that should be fine. Definitely. Okay, so that's bertacoto.yoga, and I'll spell that B-E-R-T-A-C-O-U-T-O dot yoga on Instagram, and we'll add that to yes. the show notes as well. All right, thank you so much. Berta, you're the actual best. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of The Happier Life Project. I hope you had fun learning about the doshas. 
was there one or maybe two that you identified with? And huge thanks again to Berta Koto who wanted me to stress we really only scratch the surface when it comes to learning about Ayurveda. It's a super complex system, but it really can be life-changing. If you are suffering with your mental health, there is a crisis button on the My Possible Self app that will signpost you to the correct information for immediate expert advice. Those of you who are listening on one of the major podcast platforms, the My Possible Self app is completely free to download. You can access all of the content, so you don't need to worry about it costing you anything. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review if you found this episode helpful. And to find and follow us on social media, we are at My Possible Self and I've been at Radio Gabby. So take care. I'll see you on the next one. And remember to check your poo. Bye for now.